Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and sports, and it is football time today. We are going to be talking about not one, but two leagues this week. Craig Needles is here. How's it going, Craig? Excellent. Thank you. All right. Good to have you back. Uh, we're recording a little bit late this week because uh, we just couldn't line up the schedules this week. We're busy. And Bill wishes he could have been here, because, but he can. He's busy at his job. Uh, you know, he's got to pay the bills. And uh, he wanted to make it painfully clear that... It was his job, and not that he's not appearing on this con, you know, on this pod because he's a coward or anything like that. Wanted to make that very clear. He'll be back next week for our super duper Super Bowl props pool that we enjoy doing every year. It's, it's, God, it's so much fun. I can't wait for next week. But this week, we got a few things to discuss football wise. Um,. Do you want to break down the games, Craig, that from, from last week? Uh, sure, we can break down the the Pats and Jags. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the uh, the Minnesota-Philadelphia game. The analysis is simple. Every single thing that could have gone wrong for the Vikings did. Every single thing that could have gone right for the Eagles did. I think if they played that game over uh, nine more times, I think you would have had a few Vikings wins, obviously a few Eagles wins, and none of them, none of the games would have gone like that. That was just the best possible case scenario for Philadelphia in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I mean, I went on this pod last week and I predicted a Vikings blowout. Obviously, the opposite thing happened. It was an Eagles blowout. It just, I really, I mean, for me, the what, like, the turning point of the game was was one of the two Keenum fumbles, or, or Keenum turnovers, I should say. He had the one fumble and the, and the one interception. And I, yeah. even when like the the interception but- happened, that that Robinson returned fifty one yards, and I remember as Robinson was like running from one side of the field to the other, I I. I Remember thinking, he better take this to the house because I don't trust Foles to get seven here if he gets tackled. Like, I remember thinking that. And then he got in, and I was like, well, might have a game here. Uh, yeah, turns out that I, I just have a hard time saying there's one play that was a turning point in a game mm. in which the Vikings scored seven points. Yeah. You know, like the, the Eagles' defense was awesome. They 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 dominated. They, they bullied the Vikings' offensive line. They, they The Eagles won both lines of scrimmage. Um, and it was just a, a, a dominant, dominant performance. Uh, would it have been a different game if instead of at halftime the Vikings score to make it 17-14 as opposed to the Eagles scoring to make it 24-7? to Yeah, I think it might have been a little bit different game. It might have been closer, obviously, in the second half, but uh, uh, no, the Eagles just, they had everything going on. That was it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that when Keenum had the fumble, like the, the fumble was, I, I thought, was the, the moment where I... I I mean, look back on it now with hindsight being what it is. That that was the moment where they kind of won the game right there because I believe it was just what seventeen. It was fourteen seven at that point, right? I think when when they were driving and they had like a third and ten, and they would have at least pulled it to within four, right, with a field goal. So yeah, that that the the field the so that I think was again and much like you said, it's it's weird to say that a, a game with a thirty one point difference was. You know, came down to one play because it didn't, but that certainly would be the moment I think you you point to. But um, obviously, in Pat's Jaguars, there were seven or eight different plays that could have gone the Jaguars' way. Um, I don't even know where. Where do you want to start in in, in Pat's Jags? 
Um, I really thought that the Jaguars. I, I never thought, oh man, the Jags are home and cool. Like obviously, you you never rule out Tom Brady doing a comeback. But mm-hmm. uh, I really thought they're going to be okay. Uh, the the offensive play calling. It's 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 so weird because we criticize Atlanta for hey, why don't we just like running the ball in the middle of uh, more to kill clock in the Super Bowl last year, and now we're killing or a lot of people are really slamming the Jaguars for hey, you just ran the ball in the middle over and over again. What were you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so th- there's obviously a, a healthy balance somewhere in there. I, there were a couple plays to me that, that, that I think to myself, okay, if this is a little bit different, maybe it goes differently. The, uh, the third and 10, I think that the Jags converted that, uh, uh, was, was, was put out off by a, uh, a delay of game penalty. Uh, that like you know we don't know maybe if the whistle blows that play doesn't go the way that it did but uh, that obviously would have changed the game significantly if they had let Miles Jack run that fumble back to the house which he clearly could have yeah. that clearly that, the Jaguars would have won the game if that happens if they go up by 17 points 10 minutes left that's it we're done yeah the Miles Jack one to me is the worst like the third the third and 10 is also incredibly iffy and I'm not one of those guys who think there's some grand conspiracy with the... No, I think the, that, that in a lot of cases, it's just that NFL referees are, in some cases, doing a very difficult job officiating mm-hmm. and it's difficult to officiate. Um, but in other cases, it, it don't, never explain away with malice that you could easily explain what you could easily explain away with incompetence, and that's what's going on here. Yeah, and it's just, if, if I am, I realize that the... Uh, officials are a separate union to the NFL and whatnot, but if I am the NFL, I, whoever, whatever referee team I have that day, I do sit them down sometime this week before the Super Bowl, and I say, listen, you guys are doing a great job. We don't want to see anything silly, but cool it with the patting Tom Brady on the butt and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like and we, let's not have any pictures of the Patriots celebrating and you being in the middle of the picture having with a big, yeah, big like, let's, face. Yeah, like, let's let's cool it with that. Like, <laughs> like, it, like there's no there's there's no conspiracy, conspiracy, but let's not have any more gifts for people to, to latch on to and, and really get after. I mean, the, the third and ten to me was just a killer because like you, you really had a chance to separate from the patriots there as it as it went on and it just and the delay of game was so and how many times in a season do we see the delay of game called like that close it, it just doesn't they usually like they're like oh yeah give them a second when it hits zero like yeah there's a couple of seconds in there usually yeah and, and, and that's, that's okay with me like if, yeah. if the ball snapped in a reasonable amount of time after the play clock i don't care yeah exactly. um, you know i'm not gonna worry about that but uh yeah it felt like it was it was it was closer to the letter than it typically would be mm-hmm. i agree and then the miles jack one what, what do you even say about that when he should have been allowed to to run that one back, I just I can't believe they blew it dead because it was a, it was a fumble the whole way. I uh, saw a few Pats fans on the on the internet trying to say that he had it pinned against his body, pinned against his body, and I, I don't understand how you think that that's not a fumble in in any imagination. And and he would have taken that back; it been untouched, and that was just <laughs> yeah. God, I get I get though like. Uh, it was the right call. There was a fumble. Clearly, I understand mm-hmm. though how Jack and and uh, and Lewis were so close together that in Jack's on the ground, you're thinking to yourself, okay, they're both on the ground. Jack just took the ball. I'm blowing the whistle because they're both like. I understand how you might think that Lewis was touching Jack, but mm-hmm. he wasn't in that situation. I yeah. get that. You have to let it go though. Like like to me, you have to let oh, yeah, that, yeah, let it go because that then you can review then you it, overturn it. Yeah, you can overturn or it if you're wrong, or yeah. someone's gonna challenge it. Right? Like like yeah. like let's say Miles Jack gets tackled, which he wouldn't have. 
Bill Belichick or somebody's going to throw a flag there, right? Like, like you're going to get a chance to look at it because, yeah, like, Bill would have at least... Like Belichick would have at least got a well. The turnover yeah. is automatically reviewed, doesn't you? Don't you? Don't you don't have to True. Wait yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. What am I thinking about? You're absolutely right. It would have been. Yep. It would have been eligible to look at anyway. And if and if if Jack takes that to the house, same thing. Mm. Is have you changed? I, I not your opinion specifically, but like, well, maybe your opinion specifically, because because. You've argued Manning versus Brady a little bit. Is is Brady putting this away? Like, like I thought he put it away with the last Super Bowl win, but is he really um, putting this no, away I, for you? No, I, I, still, I still firmly believe this. Like, you know, we'll see what Brady does in his 40s. Yeah. But I'm still at the point where, and if he gets a six Super Bowls, he maybe puts it away. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that the difference in team accomplishments between the two players can be summed up in two words, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, still, which does not change going forward. I Just to me, I... No, because, like, let, let's just review again... Mm-hmm. Jim Mora Jr. Yeah. Or Jim Mora Sr., excuse me. Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. John Fox. Oh, Jim Caldwell, John Fox, Gary Kubiak. Not awful coaches, but not even in the vicinity of Bill Belichick. Yeah. Not yeah. even close to Bill Belichick. And Belichick has installed that culture. I just think that it's really hard for me to look at team accomplishments and say, oh, yeah, those guys are on a level playing field when Belichick was so influential over what the Patriots have been able to do. Uh, in games in which Tom Brady doesn't start, games in which Tom Brady doesn't start in the Brady era, Bill Belichick is 13 and 6. Yeah, that's damning evidence against the... Tom I'm not Brady. saying that, that that makes Tom Brady a bad quarterback. I'm no, saying, but yeah. like I, I, I'm I'm way 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 more likely to say Bill Belichick is the best coach ever than I am to say I, Tom yeah. is the best quarterback. I, ever. I don't think that's a debate. I think you have to say. I'm well, obviously the the, <laughs> the knock against uh, Bill Belichick when you're arguing was he the greatest coach of all time? Well, I think he is. The knock will obviously be how badly was he cheating during some of those years? Yeah. Um, I just for me the Tom Brady if like. I love Peyton Manning. I think he's probably the third greatest quarterback of all time. I just think if, if, if you're talking about the greatest of all time, the only name I'm willing to listen to against Brady is Joe Montana. Because with Montana, you can say, hey, I never lost in the Super Bowl. And also, I played in an era where guys were allowed to kill me at, at all times and would have if given the opportunity, right? And What, what about John Elway? Uh, the, the Montana Elway conversation to yeah. me is very similar to the Brady Manning conversation, whereas mm-hmm. Montana had more team accomplishments. But if you put John Elway on Bill Walsh's team, how does he do? Give mm-hmm. John Elway Jerry Rice, how does he do? That's true. That's true. I like. The, I think they probably would have won a few games. Yeah. You know. So it's yeah, it's it's a similar conversation to me. It's so unfair. yeah, yeah. And I, I just think that it's 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 impossible to judge these, when if you're judging these guys based on team accomplishments, it's impossible to do it in a level playing field. Yeah. Two things I want to bring up. One, Brady's hand. <laughs> It, if if you want to talk conspiracies, like it absolutely baffles me. I don't. I honestly don't believe for a second, and I said it on Twitter many times, and I'm still going to stand by this. For me, with the Patriots, and since they're so, we know that they're excellent at taking photographs from years past. I need pics, or it didn't happen with me. As far as as far as yeah. And what, what the, I don't the think the Patriots was... do this to, to earn themselves a competitive edge to make Jacksonville yeah. think that perhaps they're not going to throw it. Yes, they a- would. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no. and you know what? maybe Tom Brady did have his hand go off someone's helmet. I think it was Rex Burkhead. Have his hand go off Rex Burkhead's helmet in practice. Maybe mm-hmm. okay. 
Uh, and I, was it was there ever a doubt that he's going to play? No. no. And Bill Barmel pointed this out on Twitter. Did the Patriots work out any quarterbacks last week? Did the Patriots sign any quarterbacks last week? No. No. I, I because they never yeah. for a second thought that Tom Brady might not play in that game. Because yeah. if you're thinking, oh, wait, what if Tom Brady doesn't play? All of a sudden, Brady and Hoyer are only quarterbacks on the roster. You need somebody else, right? You have to have somebody else. The Patriots didn't work anybody out. The Patriots didn't sign anybody. It's because they always knew Tom Brady was going to play. Yeah. And, like, him showing up to the press conference with the gloves on, which I thought I thought was just special. And I was surprised no one wrote any article or any kind of conspiracy thing. And I floated this one on Twitter about how that electrical tape or whatever looking stuff he had in his hand would help him grip the ball better, a la Deflategate and stuff like that. And I just, I don't buy for a second. And the fact that he had exactly 12 stitches, Craig, like 12, it, it, just, it's, it just reeks of nonsense. And it's just this... They don't need this subterfuge. They're, the, they're the, the greatest dynasty in the history of football. They don't need any of this. And it's just the, that, in my opinion, resorting to these Bush League tactics should be beneath them, but it's clearly not. And I don't, I don't, like, I need picks or it didn't happen with Brady. I don't think, I, we all remember the walking, remember the walking boot before uh, the first Giants Super Bowl when they were going for the 0-19, or for the 19-0 season? Yeah, and they were asking Michael Strahan, "Hey, do you think he's gonna play?" And Strahan laughed his ass off and was like, "Yeah, he's gonna play." And I like I felt the exact same way Strahan did about the entire week of just Brady's hand conversation. I was just laughing my ass off that anybody would entertain the idea that there was actually something wrong with Tom Brady. I don't I don't buy that he has one single stitch in his hand. I honestly don't think he has a single stitch in his hand. Because initially it was like, oh, sprained thumb, sprained thumb, and then all of a sudden it was stitches in his hand, and it's just, it's, yeah. it's all nonsense. I don't buy it for... They, they were trying to make Jacksonville think they are going to run the ball more than they actually were. Yeah. I don't know. There was, a, there, was a whole, there was a whole thing to it. There was a whole thing to it. Yeah. The other thing I want to bring up is I, I want to address, and I saw several of these articles this week, and I want to address this. Anybody, any writer who deigned to pen the, or type the... We're going to miss the Patriots' dynasty when they're gone article this week. That was bad. Sincerely, fuck you. From, from yeah. for, like, absolutely fuck you. Because, like, yes, we're, like, 20 years from now, Craig, when you and I are, 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 are not, well, actually, let's, let me extend that. Like, 30, 40 years now, when you and I are bouncing our ground, grandkids on our knees and, you know, just talking, we're, we're going to be like, hey, you remember Tom Brady? He was pretty damn good. Hey, do you wish they were still that Patriots team was still around? Fuck no! Like, yeah. we, like we are ne- no one is going to, and no one outside of New England is going to miss this team a single iota. And if you pen the oh, football is going to be better off when the Patriots or football's not, or, or is going to be worse when you know we we don't have that ultra villain, super villain that everybody rallies against to hate. Fuck you! That's just not true. Like when these guys are gone, are gone. Like when Brady finally ascends into the, you know, calls it a career and goes to work on TB12 or whatever the heck it is, and Belichick, you know, recedes into the night as the greatest coach of all time and clearly the greatest QB coach tan of all time. We are, no one is going to sit around, again, outside of New England, nobody is going to sit around and wax poetically about those guys and and how good they were. We're all going to respect, you know, their ability to get it done and, the Patriots mystique, but we're not going to be like, hey, I wish we still had those guys around because, you know, not having the Patriots has certainly made the game worse. So, seriously, screw you if you wrote that article. <laughs> um, 
yeah. So that that ends that rant. Just wanted just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, I was hoping to have Bill here for this one, Craig. But um, what do you do if you're the Vikings at quarterback? Because they seem to have three quarterbacks, but also they yep. seem to have no quarterbacks at the same time. Uh, I think that you try to find a way to bring back. I think you bring back you, you try to bring back Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Bradford's got Bradford's got to be out, right? Like he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Bradford, like, and and I think that Sam Bradford. You just can't count on Sam Bradford. Yeah. Um, can you count on Case Keenum to do what he did again? Because yeah, he wasn't very good against the Eagles, but guess what? No one of the Vikings is good against the Eagles. I wouldn't hold that against him. He was fantastic almost the entire season. I my uh, t- my opinion on Case Keenum though is I think we just watched Case Keenum play the single greatest season he's ever going to have in the National Football sure. League. But based on how good that Vikings team is, and a lot of other spots in the lineup, you don't need him to be that. Remember, they were banged up, and like you know, they're going to have Dalvin Cook back next year. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're. Like you don't need Keenan to be that good again to still be really competitive, yeah. but I think that Bridgewater is the guy that they're going to want to bring back, and Bridgewater is going to be the guy they do bring back. It's tough though; you, you know it's and, tough in the National Football League because, like, if you're not the New England Patriots, it's just tough to to wind what you did the year before back. You know this; you saw it with your Denver Broncos. The Broncos had the best defense in the league for the longest time, right? And then. Seemed to lose, and then they 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 missed a step this year defensively. Yeah, they certainly did. Now a lot of those situations were due to bad field position, things along those lines. And from a DVOA perspective, they are still a top ten defense. It's not clearly the same as being a number one defense, but they're still a top ten defense. So I uh, I feel pretty good at least uh, going forward here as far as them just finding some more consistency quarterback and that you know being the rising tide that floats all boats type of thing. Because there was a couple of games, quite honestly, where the defense did. Like I said, they they they, they gave up a little bit. Uh, the Miami game certainly comes to mind. So. Yeah, I, you're right. It's, it's it's tough to be good from year to year unless you have stability at quarterback. But stability at quarterback can also be we're competent at quarterback, and that's just the way things are. So I think the Vikings could be going for that because their defense is so good and they have so many weapons on offense. I think the Broncos could be going for the very same thing because it's hard to be much more than competent at quarterback in the NFL from season to season these days. Like, you know, there's a few teams that managed to pull it off, but uh, but you've got to have, you know, a special guy and make sure that happens. There's a few people floating. I'm not sure if you saw this. Um, the idea of Drew Brees to Minnesota. How does that grab you? That would be pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. Is he? A, I forgot to look up his contract stuff. Is he a free agent or? Would they He's have... a free agent. He's a free I, agent. Yeah, now, I... uh, the buzz from the Drew Brees camp is he's got two options: play mm-hmm. for the Saints or not play at all. Okay. Um, but it's. Uh, I I think seeing Drew Brees. With the Vikings would be would be some pretty incredible stuff. I certainly would. That, that, that would make them the favorite. I don't understand how they wouldn't be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, at the, the beginning of the season next year, if Drew Brees is the quarterback, I, I I say go for it. What about Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins an upgrade for them at quarterback? Yeah, Kirk Cousins upgrade, not as big. Uh, I'm interested to see if uh, if. The Broncos can sign Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'd be pretty excited about that. But there's the, the, Kirk Cousins is not going to come cheap. Not that Drew Brees would either. But more quarterback questions. Um, if you're the Jaguars, do you think? Now I'm of the opinion that I think they got to find an upgrade at quarterback. I don't think there's any question. 
when it came down to it, one of the, one of the main things that reasons they lost the game, you can take the Miles Jack fumble away, or the fumble that should have been in return for a touchdown away. You can take the third and ten, that was delay a game. You can take not being able to stop Tom Brady. But when it came down to it in the fourth quarter, they needed Blake Bortles to make a play, and he couldn't do it. Do they need a new quarterback, and do they deign to upgrade? Yeah, getting one wouldn't be the end of the world, but I just don't know what their what, who, who this person is that they're going to go get. Who's this quarterback? Cousins would like again, I, would be cousins. I, yeah, would be maybe the one, they go right? out and you know try to. Yeah, you can go try to spend big money on cousins, and and they're in a good cap situation. But it's certainly, it's to me at the very least, I, I think that letting him run it back is not necessarily the worst thing they can do. They have no commitment to him beyond next season, so if it doesn't work out, they can move along. But I and I know the defense is good. And you don't want to waste a year on the defense on bad quarterback, and maybe you bring in someone who's a little bit better from a competitive perspective, but. He had some good games this year. I think you can run it back with him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I just think it's a bad idea to invest in Blake Bortles, especially at that money, because doesn't he go up to 12 or something next year? He goes up to something, and I'm just like, if I can get, I, I don't know. I just I just wouldn't pay the money that they got to pay for Bortles. I would try to find a guy. At nine. Like, what if um, it's like what, what if the Vikings got to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum? What if they got to cut bait with one of those guys? Yeah, and then all of a sudden you can bring one of those guys in. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. And the one thing that they have is uh, um, they can cut Bortles with zero dead money. Yeah. They're so I like so if, if in my opinion, if, if Case Keenum comes available or Teddy Bridgewater comes available, I would much rather roll the dice with those guys at like what? Four or five million a cap hit, it would probably. Uh, be. No, I think for Keenan, be more than that based on the season. He's yeah, had. but even then, it'd probably still only be like what nine. Yeah, something like it, it wouldn't be the nineteen they'd owe Bortles. Yeah, so you can you can probably only get the cap hit of nine on Keenum and use that extra ten million or whatever you have to improve somewhere else. Wide yep, receiver, nope, maybe. True. Like I don't know. Like I don't like to me. That's the move. If I'm running the Jaguars, I think I. I if you think if you look at the roster, the the crazy thing about the Jaguars roster is, other than quarterback, there isn't really anywhere else on the roster that you need to improve. That's true. Well, you like they're going to get Allen Robinson back at wide receiver, so yeah, all of a sudden you've got Allen Robinson, you've got Allen Hearns, and you've got some like you know you got D.D. Westbrook, who I think uh, looked like an NFL player uh, this, this past season. You've got some guys that can do some things. So, uh, and maybe you spend some money on the line or whatever it happens to be, but uh, there there isn't anything on the roster that's you know that's that's aching for aching for super significant improvements other than other than quarterback it's true but it never hurts to have depth though is the thing, oh of right? course so. and, and they got lucky on defense this year with a lot of injuries that they mm-hmm. avoided so there you go um last quarterback question what happens with nick Foles, craig if they happen to win the super bowl he gets traded for a, a nice haul yeah you think so and then someone yep. someone gives him like a messy Joe Flacco like contract, don't they? Yeah, I don't know if it's. I don't think it'd be a Joe Flacco like contract, but it would be a contract that eventually becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. You would think. Yeah, maybe not as problematic as Flacco's, but still. A couple coaching moves. Um, your boy Mike McCoy left to go uh, be the Cardinals' offensive coordinator. Where do you stand on that? Um, he was fired for a reason. Yeah. Um, clearly, there was a, a, a disagreement with with something. I don't know exactly what it would have been, but maybe it was who was going to play quarterback. I'm not sure. But um, I, I hope he does well in Arizona. He was a good offensive coordinator. Um, well, let me walk that back. 
the offense was good when he was a coordinator because he did a very good job of he did one thing that was really brilliant that was on him is he built an offense around Tim Tebow that you know could be effective when it had to be um and then he was still the offensive coordinator in title when they signed Peyton Manning but we all know that the real offensive coordinator at that point would have been you know Peyton Manning <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um early thoughts i want to see if they change but what what are your early thoughts on the Super Bowl and New England getting five. I believe it opened at five and a half, and it's down to New England five. Now. If I'm a passion, a little bit nervous mm-hmm. about this matchup because the one thing that we've seen be effective against the Patriots in this game and in the playoffs in general over the years is if you've got a defensive line that can cause them some problems, then you you know there, there there's trouble on the other end for the Patriots and the, the Eagles. They are so so strong on the defensive line. One of the strongest teams in the league, maybe the strongest team in the league, with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. There's a bunch of other guys on that defensive line that are good. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous about this matchup. I think that they, you know, they might cause the Patriots offense some significant problems. Now, of course, the alternative to that is which Nick Foles you're getting. Are you getting the one that lit up the Vikings and looked like he's as good a quarterback as there is in the league? Or are you getting the one that just looked awful against Dallas and the Giants this year? Yeah. Tough to say. We're going to have to wait and find out. This is... I believe unequivocally the worst team that this Patriots dynasty has sent to the Super Bowl. Um, um, yeah, I think you can certainly make that argument for sure. What a hilarious thing to say! <laughs> but uh, God, uh, and, it know, is the eighth, eighth team they've sent to the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, and ironically, the best team they sent to the Super Bowl ended up losing to the Giants. To the to the Giants. So it's yep. strange. Yeah. So yet another reason why anybody who penned the "We're going to miss the Pats Dynasty" <laughs> articles can just really just. I hope they get a canker sore or something. Anybody who wrote that article. Um. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we move on to the hilarious bit of football news we got today? No, I'm I'm good with the NFL stuff. We All can right. break down the game a little bit more next week. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. We're gonna break down matchups, and obviously we're gonna we're gonna be hilarious, and we're going to place bets actually on the podcast live next week, and we'll have Bill back for that. And uh, I'm thinking, here's what we'll do. Um, for funsies, I want the three of us to have our five best props the way we have our our five best games every week sure let's all let's for funsies i'll do our five best props next week now that said before we get out of here a little bit of a bomb was dropped on us today uh the xfl is going to be back craig very exciting uh, xfl well 20, not really not, no not really 2020 um did you have a chance to peruse any of the the xfl articles that uh uh, not really. I, did, I decided I didn't really care. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, to me, the journey to the XFL is probably going to be more entertaining than when the product actually gets on the field. Um, man, I, I just remember back in, because, what was it, 2001 when the XFL occurred? And it was like 01 or 02, I don't remember. And... The thirty for thirty on it is is absolutely hilarious. I highly I highly recommend you check that out. But it to me it's just some of the stuff they announced today. I don't know if you caught it, but Vince McMahon basically said his goal is to make football faster, safer, and shorter. Those were the three things. So they're gonna do the same thing that they did last time, which is I guess to have rule changes that make it significantly to attempt to make it significantly different from the NFL. 
but also he said that basically he basically said that they're not going to have any any kind of NFL protesters. So there's going to be they're banning Colin Kaepernick-esque players. And, yeah, and you can't see me, but I'm making air quotations with my fingers, mm-hmm. obviously. And any pl- and no players with criminal records will be allowed to participate in the XFL. Really? Yeah. Or at least that's what McMahon said at his press conference today. <laughs> like the press conference today, uh, January twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, he said I that, paid zero attention. Uh, yeah. This thing is going to be quick, in and out, fad, done. Yeah. Uh, like I understand, there's more of a clamor for live TV stuff, and maybe some people will watch it. Um, but no, it's just it's it's stupid. All those idiots that say, "Oh, I'm never going to watch the NFL again," are absolutely full of garbage. Yeah. Um, they are going to watch the NFL, and the XFL is going to go back to being a second-rate football league because that's what it is. Yeah, it it will be like because that's ultimately like you can say what you want about the first XFL and you know doubling down on like the WWE of it all and was not a smart idea and just like they did little things obviously like they tried new things like the the x cam or whatever like obviously the the sky cam or whatever and stuff that we have in the football games now that was an xfl innovation that nbc started using when they bought back football which you know now that i say nbc out loud that's another thing i don't know how vince is gonna get i'm sure he's got a way of figuring it out but last time he started the xfl he had an entire network backing him right he does not have that this time, so I don't know if his plan is to just super streamline everything. But uh, yeah, he's, he he better have an idea. But like, you can blame like generators going out and whatnot all you want, but the product, like the football on the field, was just bad, and I don't see why that would change. And people aren't going to watch shitty football, right? No. Like, people barely watch. Like, we have the CFL up here. People barely watch that. They basically have their... No, TSM would call that a big ratings winner, but it, yeah. it has zero presence in the States. Exactly. That's what I was about to say, is that we have our... They have their niche fans up here in Kenyatta that will always support... The, that are ride or die for the CFL and will support it as, as much as they can. But it's just never going to appeal in the United States, right? And I still don't understand why the CFL doesn't run it in summer when there's no NFL games going on, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, ho- I just hope that the XFL cleans up some of their personnel decisions. Like, this, that that was a... Because, uh, like, the XFL was also looked at... They Like, man, there were so many things that they failed, but, like, the one that ultimately gets me is they thought that JR would be better for calling football games than Matt Vanscursion. Yeah. So, you know, just... Little things. Like I, 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 I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. I cannot express how little I care about this. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I just I, I, I truly like whatever. It's a stupid uh, the, a football league. The Vince fan is going to start in two years. Like yeah. whatever. I, just, I, it's like I, I said. I believe the lead up to the C, to the XFL will be better than the 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 actual FL. I'm just the thing that has me most curious about it is whether or not it's just how XFL quote unquote it will be. Like, 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 remember they had the 30-yard scramble and stuff? Like, like basically stuff that would improve on head trauma. They had, right, in the XFL. Like, they got rid of the Halo rule and other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I'd like to see if they try to do stuff like uh, no field goals and no punts. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. What was the line? Give football back to the fans. Okay. Is that what he said? Yeah, that was one of the things. 
Saw that oh, somewhere. I just. <laughs> oh god, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be so hilarious because I really I really expect them to be like. I really I really expect that first national anthem at the uh, very first XFL game to be very like Michael Bay, where they just show like the American flag waving and guys like <laughs> saluting and just tears streaming down their faces. They salute the national anthem and stuff. Like that. Oh god! I just I'm I'm excited for how hilariously it will flop again, and just to watch the spectacle of it all. I yeah, think, I think the spectacle will be better than the actual product on the field. Um, Craig Needles, that is it for this week. We will be back next week and probably be talking a lot longer than we did today um, about the Super Bowl and making super super bets on it, as we love to do every year. Um, this won't be your official pick, but who who if if right now Panthers plus you. five or I'll, uh... Patriots. Uh, look at it this way. Mm-hmm. In every Super Bowl the Patriots have won, mm-hmm. other than the one that went to overtime, yeah. if you took Patriots minus five, you'd have lost. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. I'll take five points. The yeah. Patriots, they, they, like, they, they've played close games in this game. I'll take the Patriots and the points. I mean, the, the Eagles and the points, rather. Yeah, I th- I, I'm, from where I'm sitting right now, I'm, I'm with you on that. Are these, ooh, excuse me, are these the two most obnoxious fan bases in, in football, Greg? Cowboys. The Cowboys? You think the Cowboys? I don't know, man. If the Cowboys were in this game? <sighs> it's tough to say. I'm not sure if we would get the same amount of destruction <laughs> we got from the Philly fans. Yeah, the, that's true. With the Cowboys fans, but uh, you're right. And don't sleep on Green Bay fans either when we're talking about obnoxious fan bases. But the Yeah, Bay- if we're talking about destructive fan base, the Eagles are clearly number one. The Raiders yeah. are obviously on there. Because, uh... I mean, say what you will about the uh, Patriots fans, and you can say anything because they're horrible people, but uh, we didn't get any footage of them hucking beer bottles at opposing teams as they walked into their building. Um, Maybe it happened, but we definitely don't have visual evidence of it like we did with the Vikings fans heading into the Eagles Stadium last, last week. So that's that. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we'll be back next week, like I said, talking gambling. And for those of you wondering where the hell is our comics and whatnot talk, well, uh, we're working on it. Hopefully, I'm really hoping that I can get another one of those Batman episodes done this weekend. So just know, if you're wondering where the comic book stuff is, I am trying to work on it. and hey black panther's three weeks away and i'm probably going to go see that four times on opening weekend because i love black panther uh craig needles thank you very much and we'll talk to you next week sounds good all right awesome.